One, two, three. You mustn't. You've got greases. Don't put your eyebrow on it either. The greases. You've got greases. Right here in River City. Greases with a capital G that rhymes with P and that stands for podcast. Podcast. (laughs) Listen to that fucking crisp. Oh, that's crisp. Are we recording right now? No. (laughs) You know, like a liar. You know. <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason that I'm looking at the computer screen and you are not. <laughs> Why? Why? What's the reason? So I can lie. <laughs> so when you say stuff like, are we recording? No. No. <laughs> no, we're totally not. Is this wine called The Silence? Ooh, like that Doctor Who thing. This wine tastes like farts. It contains sulfites. That's why wine makes you fart. Huh. I'm going to cut it with some apple juice. There's some apple juice it's right gotta there. got to be done. How is it? I mean, it's not the worst thing I've ever consumed. It's, well, it's that's, not the best. Actually, that's high praise. This is Thank actually you. white wine mixed with apple juice mixed with red wine. How's that flavor combo? It is the poor man's sangria. It's called apple scotto. Mangria. Abscato. The thief abscatoed with the jewels. (laughs) Are you ASMRing? I'm crinkling right into the mic. Don't do that. This is all getting cut. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to do something so I can sync up all the mics. Okay. Ah! (laughs) That happened. Hello. Welcome to... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're starting your podcast like you're answering your fucking phone. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hello? Which, by the way, this is how every recording goes for us. <laughs> I start it and then I'm like, nope. You're like, nope. Start again. <laughs> this is Molly. How can I help you? Hello and welcome to Being Green. It's a podcast about the Muppet Show. It's episode seven. I'm David. I'm Caitlin. And with us... As a special Being Green guest. The moment you've all been waiting for. We've hinted at it. But now is the moment when you will finally meet. My sister and Caitlin's girlfriend, Molly Thal. Say hello, Molly. Hello, everybody. I am so delighted to be here. Man, you're rocking this really great NPR energy that I'm super about. Uh, well. <laughs> we audience, are- audience, we need you to know that there are several bottles of wine, mostly empty, on the table right now. We we were on a good groove with being green as uh, so far, so we decided to add wine to the equation. And uh, we're hoping... 
Hmm? You're also adding me to the equation. Absolutely. But mostly the wine. So we're hoping to add that kind of Real Housewives, Andy Cohen reunion kind of energy to this one. Vibes only, David. Um, I would just like to take a moment. Um, A while back, my girlfriend and my twin brother decided to start a podcast without me. And I just want to take a moment to sit with that. And the fact that it is episode seven and I've only just been allowed on. You said you were busy. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Ma is really busy with her own podcast, the Fatal Flaw Podcast. Look them up. It's just called Fatal Flaw, actually. Fatal Flaw. It is a podcast, but we call it we just call it Fatal Flaw, actually. So, so if you could just check your fucking notes, David. So, okay. I'm gonna if do you my could just duty. fucking fact check. I'm for gonna me, do my, di- my duty. Are we fucking? Are you saying the word fuck? Yeah, fuck is cool. Fuck is okay? Okay. I think we- I cannot believe you just looked me in the eyes and asked me that while recording. Audience, I I need to take a second. So, I'm sitting in a room with two people who once shared a womb (laughs) and who communicate only through comedic bits. This is the energy I want. And then we gave them wine. Before we left, I asked their mother to pray for me. She said, you're going to need it. I didn't hear that part. That did happen. Mm. So we have Catholic God's prayers on our side. Catholic God. Hopefully your father's got Jewish God covered. Mm-hmm. Please. They're totally different. Could you like back up like three inches? Okay. Hello? Yeah, there we go. That's perfect. Yeah, so backstory. Molly said, I'm so busy with my own podcast. Fatal Flaw. Stream it. Um... Uh, just to be clear, so, <laughs> just to be clear, Fatal Flaw is a Percy Jackson podcast. Um, it is an adult content full Percy Jackson podcast. Just to be clear about that. So she said, "I'm too busy, so <laughs> I don't want to be on your podcast." <laughs> so I feel I feel as though I'm in the clear, and I, which hey, this is a really great. Uh, excuse to get into the backstory of um, being green. I was home in St. Louis talking to Caitlin because um, she and Molly are dating lesbians. And <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> and I wait, said, wait, wait. I think you've misunderstood the situation. Yeah. We're actually just roommates. Oh. My bad. Yeah. Oh my God, they were roommates. But I was, I jokingly said, man, I kind of want to start a podcast about the Muppet Show. And Caitlin was like, I'll totally do that. <laughs> and then I called her bluff. <laughs> and now it's episode seven. It's just an ongoing game of chicken, and neither of us will back down. Correct. And now we've invested a lot in this show. So here you go. I've sunk millions into the production of this podcast wow really the reason i haven't been on before is that i wanted to build the drama like that's a pretty big question mark like the reason you know each other is through me like caitlin is my girlfriend david is my brother and so like they would not have met if it weren't for me and so i feel like i'm kind of a looming presence Mm mm-hmm Whenever you two are talking to each other. A sort of omniscient being. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Like, if you ever see, like, like 
a figure in the corner of your eye and then you turn and look and it's it's nothing's there that was actually me hmm. um that's literally my life if you walk down She's always there <laughs> if you walk down um into your living room and there is a coat and a hat hanging on a hook and you think oh is that the babadook it's that not look, that kind of looks like a person that kind of looks like a person is that the babadook it's molly it's me um, so anyway, I wanted to build the drama so that when I did come on, it would be more of a like, yeah, woo. And instead of just like, oh, huh, that must be how they know mm-hmm. each other. So I, I hope everybody at home is cheering. Mm-hmm. I'd like to believe David and I would have found each other organically. Yeah. But you would have been at a craft fair looking at some Afghans. That hand, does sound like us. Hand crocheted Afghans. You would have both reached for the teal granny square. I'm just, I would I would be at the craft show selling my macrames. Uh, mm. I do I love like, a good macrame. I feel like you would have been like the kettle corn guy. Oh. Like the one selling popcorn outside. That's how you would have found each other. Interesting. The macrame booth and the kettle corn guy. I like it. And then I would have said, hey, listen, I got this sister. <laughs> I'm picking up. A vibe. Which is funny because nobody ever picks up vibes from me. He would not have picked up a vibe. But continue. So, Florence Henderson. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This This show used to be about something. (laughs) Oh, my God. Right. Florence Henderson, uh, wonderful lady. Um, She is the guest star on this episode of The Muppet Show. And I really enjoyed her performance. Um, Definitely, I think, a slightly different vibe than we've gotten from a lot of other hosts so far but i'll get into that in a minute i normally do my quick wikipedia search on florence henderson um, but this time we had our very own version of wikipedia um who goes by the name of jane thal what up this was an outstanding moment Mm -hmm. to experience it truly was so can i just lay the scene for a second i'm sorry is this your podcast oh hey hey granted Fine. Okay, you can tell it. No, you can you can do it. You have your notes. You have your notes. Go ahead. Set the seed, Molly. I'll set the fucking seed. Hey, hey. Side note. I'll edit this all out. Uh-huh. What's with the tension? So, I know that my mom has a lot of knowledge about Florence Henderson. Mm-hmm. At the very least, she has a lot of opinions about Florence Henderson. And so, I say, instead of doing this Wikipedia search, we should call my mom. And, you know, ring, 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 ring. Hello. It's my mom. (laughs) Hello, it's my mom. (laughs) She says, hello, it's your mom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I hope she answers that way when anybody calls. Very formal. Yeah. Yeah. Like Um, the the milkman. (laughs) What year is it? So, um, So I say... Right off the bat, I say, hey, mom, what do you know about Florence Henderson? And she plays it cool. She plays it like she doesn't know much about Florence Henderson. And then she proceeds to basically list off a Wikipedia page about Florence Henderson. She's like, oh, I don't know that much. She has four kids. She grew up in rural Indiana. Was it rural Indiana? It was. It was rural Indiana. Um, and then she lists every fact about this woman's life. Um, Caitlin, would you like to share some of those facts? I will share some now. Well, I will say a direct quote from the call. We asked if she knew anything about Florence Henderson. And she said, well, 
She's one of my heroes. What do you want to know? <laughs> um, so she told us that Florence Henderson was a Catholic woman who married a Jewish man, much like Mrs. Thal did. Mm-hmm. Um, her son goes to the same temple that Molly and David go to. Um, they called her Grandma Flo, which is really cute. That's incredibly cute. Um, and yeah, it's just a really cool like little local connection that we've got. Those are the main mm-hmm. notes that I took. Um She's got four kids, lots of grandkids, just a generally cool lady. She's won lots of different awards that your mom didn't tell us actually did do a later Wikipedia search. Is she, is Florence Henderson still alive? She is no mm-hmm. longer with us. Bummer. She died fairly recently. It was pretty recently. It was in the, within the last few years. Um, Can we get a the- confirmed date at DOD? I'm looking now. She She's died in November of 2016. So Ooh. close to five years. November of 2016. That was a time. Man, rough. I'm yeah. sorry. Bummer. Um, one of the cool things that I didn't know about Florence Henderson was that... Um, so Florence Henderson played the mom on the Brady Bunch. Um, iconic... What's that? So 70s? 70s? What, what 70s, yeah, 70s? sure. Um, iconic 70s like figure in every household. Everybody knew Florence Henderson and the Brady Bunch. Um, and in that show, um, for those of you unfamiliar with the plot, um, there's a single mom with three daughters and a single dad with three sons, and they get married. Now, in the canon of the Brady Bunch, the dad is a widower. So his wife has passed away. But they the studio tried to confirm. So so the studio wanted Florence Henderson's character to be a confirmed widow um, to talk about her late husband's death in the show, because that would have been way more acceptable on TV in the 70s rather than the touchy subject of divorce. Florence Henderson wanted her to be a confirmed divorcee. But that was too progressive. That was too modern. So the studio and Florence Henderson compromised and they never mention exactly what happened to the previous marriage. God damn it. Such fucking fragile masculinity to where that is the compromise. Okay, well, we just won't say anything. We won't say anything. We'll just ignore it and hope it goes away. It makes me uncomfy, so we're going to literally ignore it. Exactly. But yeah, there's no references to either like a funeral or someone passing away or like, okay, you're going to go see your dad for the weekend or this is where your dad lives. There's no references to the ex-husband at all. It's like on Boy Meets World when Minkus just disappears and they don't reference him ever again. What happened? Oh, I, I don't think, think it, I ever watched that far. Hmm. The it wasn't anything saucy like that. The they just stopped having Minkus on the show, and they just never talked about it. Never again? talked about it. Oh Whatever God. happened to Minkus? Fucking nothing, Corey. <laughs> oh, what a good time! That's gonna sound like someone pissing. Yeah, I. I realized that the millisecond that the liquid hit the glass. Yeah. It's a podcast. But guess who has to deal with it? You, the listener, not us. <laughs> what do you think just happened? We won't tell you. You can Wee. guess. Anyways. 
just in. <coughs> podcast, podcast host, podcast <clears throat> host David Thal has perished. He's a fucking idiot. Isn't I was that? aerating. <laughs> I was a. That's not how you're supposed to drink wine. Don't aerate. David Thal is the architect of his own demise. <laughs> you put yourself in this situation, bud. Hey, <laughs> hey! In the spirit of full transparency. This is a white wine that was cut with a fair amount of apple juice. <laughs> Sorry, wine enthusiasts. We are children. Hey, hey, listen. If you have opinions about wine, if you want to blow us the fuck up, look us up on Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok at Being Green Podcast. You guys have a TikTok? I secured the rights to that TikTok at Being Green Podcast on TikTok. Can I be on it? You absolutely can. I look oh. really cute today too. Also, you can you can email us at beinggreenpodcast at gmail.com. Delightful. So if you have any thoughts or questions or comments, just any, you, you want to say hi. Hit us up on any of those socials or at beinggreenpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to compliment my outfit, mm-hmm. go it, ahead. It's denim. Listener, it's all denim. It's all denim. Denim all the way down. Denim, 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 denim. So anyways, mm-hmm. Florence Henderson Florence was the Henderson. host of this episode. I think she was. She did a really nice job, and I think they kind of played up the mom thing a little bit, mm-hmm. which was nice, which like that was kind of her, her public persona her character all of that i feel like some of the other women who've been on the show that kind of played up like the the young single woman type thing even if they weren't young and single i honestly don't remember mm-hmm. um but i thought it was nice i enjoyed it and she has the most beautiful voice um i really enjoyed her first performance her second performance was a little bit like too pop i think for yeah. her voice in pretty so so let's but. let's talk about her first performance she was in this this wintry forest um <laughs> And she, it, it, the whole thing was, um, what did I write down here? <laughs> I just wrote down Ghost Forest Song because <laughs> she's singing a song and uh, using state-of-the-art uh, graphics technology at the time, they made her appear and disappear. She like di- like dissolved mm-hmm. into nothingness and then appeared on the other side of the screen, probably some kind of green screen Um but uh, it was very, it was very cool. She was very ghostly and swishy. At one point, she dissolved into a bunch of butterflies. It is a little bit reminiscent of learning how to use PowerPoint transitions for the first time. Mm. Graphic design is my passion. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. what else stood out to you in this episode? I would like to discuss Miss Piggy. Oh my goodness. Miss Piggy made me so uncomfy this girl week. Girl is thirsty. Girl is crossing boundaries. Okay, listen. Are we are we going to get into the who's at fault, Miss Piggy or, or Kermit? Or Mr. Mr. Kermit? I think I think that's the, the direction that the wind in our sails is going. Let's just go right in. Go for it. Hit me with it, babe. Okay, so I'm I'm really torn on this issue. I I think that Miss Piggy is a confident woman who knows what she wants and I don't think Kermit gives her what she really needs and does not treat her like she deserves. I see. 
Uh-huh. I believe that Kermit is attempting to set boundaries and Miss Piggy is crossing them. And you're trying to portray her as some kind of girl boss. But I really think that she's just being invasive. Is she not a girl boss? Well, don't get me wrong. She is a girl boss. But here's the thing. I don't know. And maybe this happened off screen. Maybe there's all sorts of off-screen drama that we don't know about. I hope so. But I but Kermit has given really no indication that he is into Piggy mm. that I have seen. So when she just pushes forward and so aggressively, like to the point of like physical physical confrontation like just grabbing him. He in this episode she literally just grabbed him and started ma- started making out with him. It, it felt uh, it felt forced. It felt uncomfortable. It felt inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Oh, it definitely was. Mm-hmm. I don't think that is girl boss behavior. I think mm-hmm. a girl boss, girl bosses some boundaries. Girl bosses some boundaries. She gatekeeps. She gaslights. She gatekeeps, but she sets boundaries, and she but but she's breaking those boundaries. You know. Yeah. Did you just do that into the mic? I turned to the mic. I will not lie. (laughs) I keep hitting your phone. I just, I don't know. I wish, I was going to say, I wish we could go back to the first episode. We literally can. It's on demand. Mm -hmm. Um, And just see, like, how that relationship started. I know in that first episode they did a musical number with that choir. And Piggy kind of started to, like make her way to Kermit and start making her moves and he just like wasn't having it. So I I get what you mean. I don't know. I think, I think Kermit is to a point where he's just being like unnecessarily cool about things. I could see that. I'll grant you that. It is, however, very funny. It is. Oh, the whole thing is hilarious. I do want to give props. It is Quite a funny situation. And especially if you imagine the puppeteers below the screen. Yeah. <laughs> these two these two grown men who are making these puppets just absolutely go at it. Mm. As they should. If you imagine that, it becomes way less uncomfy. Uh, so, let's... Where do we leave off? We were, ta- we were talking about... Miss Piggy um, mm-hmm. and her general horniness and yeah. all of that good stuff. Um, we could talk about her um, her whole feud with Florence Henderson, which is so strange to me, given mm-hmm. how much more direct other hosts have been towards Kermit. Like, mm-hmm. like most of the women who come on the show flirt with Kermit like a lot, and Miss Piggy has said like nothing. And Florence Henderson is like kind of flirting but mostly being friendly about it and she she's like petting his head and stuff like that as people do because like if you were sitting next to kermit the frog why wouldn't you pet his head at one point she literally says oh me and kermit were we were just old friends mm-hmm. which makes me wonder when they met like how are they old friends but anyways <laughs> they went they went to harvard together yeah. gin joint what a gin joint what what is that are you making a casablanca joke i'm attempting to is it working? How am I doing? Real good. Continue. I wish you were, wish you were funny. Um, ah! <laughs> so, did you hear her? 
Ladies and gentlemen, we're in the middle of a Real Housewives reunion style feud, and I am Andy Cohen right now. I'm Andy fucking Cohen. That's my opinion! So, so Peggy is, like, very defensive about Kermit, and Florence just, like, like reassures her again and again, like, we're just friends, we're just friends, and finally Peggy's like, okay, like, good, I believe you. And then she, like, goes and, like, touches Kermit's head one more time. And Piggy, like, flips out and starts, like, biting her. And first of all, I would love for Miss Piggy to bite me. Second of all. <laughs> second of all, like, it's such a weird feud to have. And it continues throughout other parts of the episode. And I feel like it's just a really weird hill for the Muppet show directors to die on. That Florence Henderson is the one threat that uh, Piggy has. Piggy seems so incredibly insecure. It's also that maybe in Piggy's mind, Florence Henderson is so similar to Piggy that the other people have, like, they're just in a different category. But maybe Piggy really sees herself as America's sweetheart, you know? Yeah. Okay. I... I got you got me there. I think that would explain it because in these other people, they're like, you know, what's her name? Juliet Prowse mm-hmm. was in the first one. Um, she was brunette. She had a kind of um, more chill vibe. Um, and then Florence Henderson comes along. And I think Miss Piggy really just sees herself in Florence Henderson. And that's why there's the competition. And she she seems very on edge this week. Like at one point they make a j- in that kind of terrible uh, like panel discussion segment. Oh yeah. They they she seems very on edge because the question is was Shakespeare really Bacon? By which they mean was did Lord Bacon actually write all of Shakespeare's famous plays? Oh. And she, and she okay, so they weren't talking about Kevin Bacon. No. <laughs> That makes so much more sense. Was Kevin Bacon a thing in 1978? I'm sure he was. Maybe. But she she is so incredibly sensitive because they bring up Bacon and it it sets her off. She just comes into this so defensively. Maybe she's Jewish. Maybe she keeps kosher. Is that why? Miss Peggy? Yeah. She's not Jewish. I read it in this article that I'll talk about later. Boom! (laughs) Wikipedia. It's probably the fact that she's made of bacon but is there any bacon in her stomach i hope not that's cannibalism then there you go ultimate kosher um at one point kermit after the the bouncing something boys that was this this pyramid of pigs who came Mm. on screen and they all end up falling through the stage and they come off stage and kermit says you were all a big disappointment and i would like kermit to tell me i'm a a big disappointment. Big disappointment. I just big need to hear disappointment. It. I believe I wrote that down in my. Yep, I wrote that down. Quote: Big disappointment, you guys. I appreciate that honesty, that upfrontness. I agree. I think Kermit really did them a solid mm-hmm. in that one. That was a good move from Kermit. Yeah. Um, I would like to point out in that bit they they call a pyramid. El Pyramido, and that is inaccurate. Get him. The actual word for pyramid in Spanish is piramide. Fucking get him, Molly. Guys, do you think my Spanish accent is like really good? Piramide. Shit. Are you like, are you like from Barcelona? 
Well, actually, I studied abroad in Barcelona. That's how good it is. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with you people. Um, <laughs> we have our weird twin language. Um, we do. For a long time, we were like, nah, we don't have a weird twin language. We do. We they do. do. That's a stereotype that is true. You know what part of this episode that I keep forgetting about and mm-hmm. like, I cannot believe I keep forgetting about it. Is that whole Kuzmania mating ritual scene? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we haven't even talked about the Kuzmanians. And I swear I've seen it. Like somebody shared that clip specifically on like Facebook or YouTube or something. And it was like, guys, what the fuck? Because what the fuck? It's the circle of life. It's, really, it's natural. It's really beautiful if you actually think about it. I think we were very lucky to have witnessed that. Only a few pe- It's never been caught on camera before. Kermit says that. And for it to be shared with us, I think, is a real blessing. So, okay, so well, here's my question. So, so in order to mate, they have to literally collide with each other and then, like, explode into babies. So, so during the mating ritual, she's, like, he's, like, trying to woo her with his little dance or whatever. Why does she care? She's going to be dead in, like, two minutes. I think that was... An iconic scene. Mm-hmm. I think Kermit did that for us. He really did. Have we talked about his purple tuxedo? Um, no. Have we, have we discussed that on any other episode? I don't know if we have. I don't think so. But like Kermit is, he looks good in that purple. It contrasts nicely with his green skin and mm-hmm. I'm here for it. His little bow tie. Kermit the frog, more like Kermit the fuck. <laughs> Kermit the fuck, more like... Kermit's a cutie. He is very cute. I I appreciate him. I Total think... filth. <laughs> Frog. <laughs> or, I hate that. Or MILF, but the M stands for Muppet. <laughs> I would like to not be a guest on this episode anymore. <laughs> We will erase your contributions. <laughs> Molly is physically removed from the episode. Well, in I don't know why I thought this was a nice place to transition, but um, I found this nice article um, that we can spotlight here, unless there was anything else in this episode we wanted to talk about. Oh, no, about. go ahead. This nice article of 15 fun Jewish facts about The Muppet Show. I won't go through all 15 because some of them aren't that interesting, but some of them are really fun. And in, in honor of the high holidays having just passed or being still in the middle of other holidays that I don't know are coming. It's, um, listen, okay, listen, I'm just, I'm, I'm not a rabbi. You're not? <laughs> you are not a rabbi? I'm not a rabbi. This is news to me. <laughs> Anywho, um, okay, so so I found this article, and I'll read you a couple facts that I thought were really cool. You might have heard of some of them. Um, so the I, I really thought it was going to tell me that Jim Henson was, was Jewish or something. He's not. Um, but Frank Oz um, is the son of a Jewish father and a Catholic mother, who are both puppeteers themselves. Um, so I guess you're inheriting the family business, which is puppeteering, which... That's a whole other thing we can unpack. That's incredible because a lot of the Muppeteers ended up there just by random happenstance. It's funny that Frank Oz's career path was 
Oh, well, both my parents were puppeteers. I think that's not very common for us to hear. How no. does one become a puppeteer? That feels like a very, like, like I don't even know how you figure out that you're interested in puppeteering. Mm. Maybe things were different in the 70s. It was a simpler time. No, for just real. Just a man and his puppets. Anywho. <laughs> um, so, let's see. He was born in England. His parents fled the Netherlands after helping fight the Nazis. Um, eventually, the family moved to the U.S. and Oz began working with Jim Henson. Fuck um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. He began working um, in 1963 with Jim Henson when he was 19. Hmm. Um, he also apparently helped on several non-Muppet movies like Little Shop of Horrors, um, which oh. I despise little shop of horrors just everything everything about it is the plant from little shop of horrors a muppet canonically no it likely has some muppet dna in there there yeah there is some influence there i really hate that you <laughs> i really hate that you brought that up what's the plant's name it's like gertrude seymour seymour no seymour is the guy is it oh no oh, it's audrey so audrey oh, too Aud- yeah isn't it Audrey too, because yes. Aud- Audrey's the girl he likes, and then mm. the plant he names after Audrey. Okay, and then yeah, he eats Audrey. Them both. Um, I would like to see a crossover episode. I would like to see a crossover where Audrey too, and Miss Piggy, start a multi-level marketing scheme together. Mm. Hey, girly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girly. I'm working with a bunch of other girl bosses. Awesome opportunity. Awesome. You may set your own hours, work from home, selling, insert product name here. (laughs) You get it? Yes. Do you get it? Well, it's a pig and a plant, so maybe it's some kind of dirt, Hmm. some kind of moisturizer, not moisturizer. We're selling human shit. What's up? (laughs) fertilizer what's up girl boss <laughs> we're selling human shit to, to farmers would you like some feces full-time mom full-time entrepreneur anywho um yeah so that happened um he's also the voice of yoda which i keep forgetting is a thing but yoda in this article is described as very jewish sage like mm. <laughs> Does that sound like a thing? That's a very loaded observation yeah. for that article to have made. I do not feel like I have enough authority to speak on this, so please continue. <laughs> um, I feel like we can sail right past it. Okay. I'll allow it. Love that. We press. can sail past that like light anti-Semitism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what that is? Yikes. Okay. My bad. Did not know. Mm. It's it is not on you. Okay. No, well, I get the like the the idea of like kind of an older person um, imparting wisdom very that wise. very much is like the old rabbinic tradition. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I feel that. You're you're right. It's not my words. It's just this guy. Um, also, in a nod to his Jewish heritage, Frank Oz's Fozzie Bear was modeled after borscht belt comedians. Which I have never heard of borscht belt comedians. What? Is that a thing? That what I... the hell is the borscht belt? Um, I'll click the hyperlink. I'll do a little research. 
I'm guessing it's just Jewish comedians. Yeah, probably. Oh, God, this is too long. Never mind. Yeah, never no, know. you don't have to do that. But so, there's a lot. Point is, there's a lot of crossover there. Listener, do your own research. Yeah. Yeah, because we're too lazy and drunk to do it for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Fozzie Bear is canonically Jewish, which mm. I love. Neat. Confirmed, yes. Um, and there's also been a lot of debate on the internet about which Muppets are Jewish. Um, Fozzie is one that people are very commonly. Um, they also, Clearly. a lot of people point to Statler and Waldorf um, as possible yes. contenders. Mm-hmm. Yes. It says, as Ben Felsenberg once wrote in Jewish Quarterly, what are Statler and Waldorf if not a couple of alter kibitzers? Let me see that word. Did I say that right? That's what it looks like. Alter kibitzers, yeah. yeah you f- huh. fucking nailed it. Kibitz is like chatting, right? Mm-hmm. Like you kibitz so. with people. Yeah. yeah. That one's boring. There was like one more that I wanted to read. Oh, Joel Gray is... Gay. Gay and Jewish. And Jewish. Just like me. He was already on. We <gasps> talked about him. <laughs> Joel Gray is gay and Jewish. We didn't get a long enough time to spend with Joel Gray. Let's get back into it. <laughs> so true. Bring back Joel Gray. Mm-hmm. Can you retroactively put me in that episode? We will do like how how people have dynamic ads. We will we will do <laughs> dynamic inserts about Joel Gray. Just so that Molly can be included. Right. Just so that I can be included. Mm-hmm. Okay, I found the very last Jewish fact that I wanted to read, and you guys might know about it. I don't know. You all know a lot of stuff that I don't know that you know. Some things. So, arguably the best Jewish music parody of all time, there's a version of Menomina that replaces the words Menomina with Shana Tava. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's good. Shana Tava. So, it's a must-watch every Rosh Hashanah from here mm. to evermore. Yeah. Um, and there's a Shabbat Shalom version that you can watch every week. So they, I guess, it also do it with like Shabbat Shalom. Do, Shabbat do, Shalom. Do, 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 do. Mm, less good, but still, still good. Still yeah, Shana Tava is uh, definitely So we'll have to watch that later. But there's some some fun little Jewish Muppet facts that I enjoyed. I do have to say, in school, like research papers talk a lot about phenomenon, and phenomenon do, 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 do. exactly that went through my mind every single time i read phenomenon yeah. <laughs> i would get it stuck in my head sitting in the library phenomenon do 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 do, do. phenomenon someone's shooting off fireworks bitch it's september <laughs> america who <laughs> Well, gang, this has been a roaring success here at Being Green Podcast. We'd like to thank Molly for being here. Thank you, Molly. Thank you so much for having me. It truly has been a delight, um, and I really have been looking forward to joining you on this podcast. Mm -hmm. I am glad that we built up the drama enough. We built the tension. A six-episode arc (laughs) building up to this. Um, And now I will be on Never Again. Maybe we'll all have you back on on an episode where we're sober and I can actually remember what happened during the episode because today was not that day. That might be fun. Listen, there may come a day where we are sober for uh, a live recording of this 
show, but today is not that day. No. Audience, we want to thank you for listening. Our intro and outro music is Muppet Mash by Pogo. Check him out on all social media platforms. Um, Molly. Yeah. Give me, give me, what give do me, you want? Give me the Muppet. Give me the Muppet being green catchphrase for this week. What are we, what are you going to send the audience out on? Um, I have not listened to your show enough to know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Shana Tova. Do, 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 do. There it is. <laughs> Bye. 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 You just had to give the longest one. You had to give the Tikiya Gadola. <laughs> the Tikiya Gadola of outros. <laughs> <laughs>